Welcome to the IndyCar Conference Call. My name is Maddie, and I will be your operator for today's call. At this time, all participants are in a listen-only mode. Later, we will conduct a question and answer session. During the question and answer session, if you have a question, please press star, then 1 on your touchtone phone. Please note that this conference is being recorded. I will now turn the call over to Mark Robinson. You may begin. Thank you very much, Maddie, and uh, welcome, media, to this week's IndyCar Media Teleconference. As we count down toward the 2018 Verizon IndyCar Series Championship, we're pleased to welcome today Joseph Newgarden, driver of the number one Verizon Team Penske Chevrolet. Joseph is the reigning Verizon IndyCar Series champion, as well as the 2017 winner of this, the upcoming race this week, the Bomberito Automotive Group 500, presented by Exalta and Valvoline at Gateway Motorsports Park. Uh, currently, Joseph sits third in the 2018 championship standings. He is 66 points behind championship leader Scott Dixon. Welcome, Joseph. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. Obviously, going into uh, Gateway this week, you've got to be excited going back as a defending, defending champion with the success you had there last year. Yeah, absolutely. I think... Um you know, it's uh, it's going to be nice to get back to the track. I think for everybody, you know, it's always, uh, I think for drivers, it's always a good place to go, you know, especially after a, a tough weekend. Um, you know, we're all, it's been tough actually to get sleep the last couple nights. I think everyone probably felt the same. Just, you know, we're obviously all thinking and, and sending our positive energy to Wiccan. So, um, you know, it's hard not to have that on your mind. But at, at the same time, for race car drivers, going back to the track is, is really the best the best thing that you can ask for. So um, I'm excited for the weekend. You know, I think we'll, from a racing standpoint, we should hopefully have a good car there. We've been pretty happy with our short oval package for this year at Team Penske, and um, we've been trying to do our homework as best as possible for what we need for the track. So, um, yeah, looking forward to that. Been working hard with the team to, to be ready and, and uh, just excited to get there this weekend and, and hopefully see a great crowd. As you said, you've had a success on short ovals this year. You won the race in April at ISM Raceway. You were forced to finish fourth at Iowa. Now, I don't believe you were able to test at Gateway prior to this weekend, but how do you feel about your package going in? Yeah, I think I think we should be in relatively good shape. I think Phoenix is probably the best example to look to when you're when you're looking at a place like Gateway. It's not so much an Iowa-type track, so... I don't think we're going to draw too much from there, but Phoenix will be, you know, a place that we draw a lot from, um, from a setup standpoint. And, you know, we were relatively happy with our car at Phoenix. There were things that we could be better at, um, you know, but we've noted them. We've tried to improve them over the last couple months and, and we're hopefully going to go to, to Gateway with an even better performing car. So uh, I feel confident. I think, um, we should be fast. Uh, it's going to be fun having Verizon back on the car. We've, we've had success with. Verizon being on the car this year quite a bit, so um excited to, to have them back on. And, and uh, like I said, we'll just try and have a, a solid weekend. We just need to you know, be ready to attack throughout the weekend and, and have a good result um, you know, in order to stay in this championship battle. And that leads right into my next question. You are, you're 66 points behind the leader right now, three races to go. Obviously, it's very important for you to make up ground this weekend. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I think we got to stay relatively good here through the end, you know, three races to go, and, you know, if we can have three good races, then, then we'll have a shot at it. Um, so, Gateway definitely factors into that. Um, but we're just going to do our best. You know, I tried my best at Pocono and, and at Mid-Ohio, the races before, and, you know, where where we landed is where we landed. So, that's, you know, going to be the same case for these last three races, and 
you know, we can only control what we can control, and, and um, we're just going to put our best foot forward and, and see where it puts us at the end of the battle. Understood, understood. All right, with that, Maddie, let's go ahead and open it up for media questions. If you have a question, please press star, then one on your touchtone phone. If you wish to be removed from the queue, you can press the pound sign or the hash key. If you're using a speakerphone, you may need to pick up the handset first before pressing the numbers. Once again, for any questions, that is star, then one. And our first question comes from Bruce Martin from Auto Week. Hi, Joseph. How you doing? Hey, good, Bruce. Thanks. Hey, how are you? Anyway, uh, if you look at your number of victories that you've got this year, you would, we would all be thinking that you and Scott would be the two guys going after the championship right now. Is there one race or a series of races in particular where you just felt like determined the situation that you're in right now? Um, yeah, I mean, we had a bad – probably the worst stretch was, you know, the month of May through Detroit is really – you know, or really through Texas is what hurt us. Uh, we just had a bad stretch there, and um, it was too long of a stretch. You know, it wasn't two races, but it was, you know, it turned into five races. Um, if we could have just cut that down a little bit to two or three races, then maybe would have been we'd probably be in a much better position right now. Um, you know, the month of May wasn't a, a disaster for us, but you know, we definitely had more on the table. The, the GP, I made a mistake and, and took us out of the podium, and then. Uh, I think Indianapolis, we we certainly had a, a podium car, if not a, a potential to win the race. But you know, things didn't fall our way from from uh, a strategy and a, and a sort of race unfolding standpoint. It just did not you know fall the way we needed to to have a, a strong day at the 500. So I think that that stretch of five races is really you know really what what hurt us the most in the championship. And that's you know if it doesn't work out at the end of the year. That's that's what we're going to probably look at as the, the worst point. And I know you touched on it in your opening remarks, uh, but how does a race driver, other than getting back on the track, seek solace, um, you know, after a situation like what happened on Sunday? Well, the best the best place for us is at the racetrack. You know, the, the, the quicker you get back to the track, the better. I think that's just always been the case with with drivers and uh you know i, I think for a, a lot of the, the members within the community it's just you know that's what we do that's what we love and you know wickens would want to do the same thing i would think um so you know it's as much positive energy as we're sending to him uh you know we're gonna try and funnel a little bit of that into the race weekend too um for this weekend but uh you know that's that's just what we do at the end of the day and i think it's what brings us a lot of comfort is, is going back to our back to our job and our passion. You know, I love going to the racetrack and working with, um, you know, dedicated people that, that really enjoy getting the most out of race cars. I mean, that's, that's just what we do at the end of the day. So I think that that brings you a lot of comfort in, 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 a, in a strange way. Thank you and good luck. Thanks. And our next question comes from Grant James with IndyCar. Hey, Joseph, how are you? Hey, good. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for your time. Uh, how difficult is it not to let uh, an accident like robbers enter your mind when you're back on the racetrack in a race and you've got to make a quick decision about where to put yourself and your opponent? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, it's uh, it's really tough. But, you know, I think what race car drivers are good at is compartmentalizing. Um, I mean, you have to be in this job. You know, you've got to focus on the task at hand uh, when you're on the racetrack. And, 
I mean, unfortunately, if you can't do that, then it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a tough job to have. It's a tough job to, to you know, continue to do. Um, they have to say, I don't think you're able to do your job if you can't compartmentalize. So, you know, really, it's, it's, it's difficult. It's difficult when, you know, someone gets hurt and, you know, you're close to someone that gets hurt, but at the same time, you gotta, you gotta be able to switch gears. You know, you gotta, you know, when you get on the racetrack, you got a job at hand and, and that's where all your focus has to be for that time period. You know, you can think about it after you get off the track, but when you're on the track, you gotta focus on one thing and, and, uh, you know, race car drivers are, they're, they're really good at doing that. At least, you know, the guys at this level have to be really good at it and, um, it's just kind of the way it is. Mm-hmm. Is it fair to say that if you were thinking about, you know, the past or outside things like that, you would not have been able to make that instant decision to make the kind of pass that you made at Gateway last year against time? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you're, look, if you're, if your mind is somewhere else or if you have these second thoughts or second guessing, uh, if you second guess things, then, you know, you can't perform at a peak level. And that's, you know, that's, that's where a driver has to thrive. They have to thrive at, you know, peak response time and, and peak decision making. And you can't have anything cloud that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think all, all these guys in the sport, they, they have to be able to do that. And, and most of them and pretty much everyone is able to do that. I think if you weren't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be at this level. Um, so yeah, it's, it's all part of it in a, in a tough way. It's all part of it. Yeah. Thank you, Joseph. Yeah. Thank you. Our next question comes from Tom Fitzgerald from the San Francisco Chronicle. Hi, Joseph. Uh, I wonder if we could look down the road uh, a few weeks. The, the season-ending race at, at Sonoma will uh, be, obviously be the determine the championship, I guess. And but then the the series is going to move to Laguna Seca next year, so this is the last race at Sonoma. How how do you feel about that? Especially since you uh, you finished second in the race last year, won clinched the title, uh, you won the pole last year. How do you feel about that move? Well, you know, just speaking to a driver, you know, this is just a driver's opinion, but I, I've, I've never been to Laguna. I'm, I'm excited for us to go there. I think that's, uh, you know, always been an iconic IndyCar venue. So I'm thrilled that we're finally going to get a shot to race there, at least myself. I've, I've never personally done that. Um, you know, and then, and then moving away from Sonoma, that's, that's going to be, that's going to be a sad thing, uh, because I've gotten the, 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 you know, the wonderful opportunity to race there for the last, uh, this is going to be my seventh year racing there. Um, it has some, you know, some bad memories, but also some really good memories from the place. So, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, it's, it's one of these things that I always look at that thing goes, things go in cycles. You know, you always have an opportunity to, to go somewhere new and, or return to somewhere old. And that's just kind of how the racing world works. You kind of cycle through different phases of tracks. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, again, I'm just a driver, so that's kind of how I look at it. I'm, you know, sad, sad we're not going to get back to go, go back to Sonoma, but, uh, excited for the new challenge at Laguna. You seem to do uh, well uh, the last couple of years uh, at Sonoma after struggling uh, earlier. How, how do you explain that? Just getting used to the to the track. I mean, uh, how would you do that? How would you explain it? Um, well, I guess you know, I've, this was my seventh year. We're, we're really sort of picking up speed was in fourteen. Um, you know, I started in two thousand twelve, and we had we had a tough twelve, tough thirteen, and then fourteen. We really, you know sort of figure things out, um, but, you know, it really, it's all situational. It depends on what team you're with and where you're at in your career, and, you know, we just really, I know when I was with uh, SFHR back in 2012, we just really struggled um, to figure out what Sonoma needed. It's a very, you know, very challenging racetrack from a setup standpoint, and 
we sort of really hit the ground running in 14 and figured it out super well. And it seems like from, you know, from 14 on, we've always had pretty good speed there. Yeah, thanks. Thanks very much, Joseph. Best of luck this weekend. Thank you. Appreciate it. And our next question comes from Tony DeZino from Trackside Online. Hey, Joseph. How are you? Hey, good, Tony. How you doing? Good, man. Thanks. How do you and the team kind of prep for such a, a disparate run of three races in a row where you've got a Pocono 500-miler with a car with limited practice, Gateway, where there's probably not been as much testing as there was last year, and then Portland, a track where nobody's been to before except for maybe one or two guys? Yeah, it's going to be a tough stretch. Uh, you know, I think we're just doing everything we can to be prepared ahead of time, you know. Um, but some of this stuff you kind of got to, you know, you got to kind of shoot from the hip, hip almost. You know, you, you don't have a lot of time. Uh, you got to make decisions fast and you just got to react. Um, but, you know, the prep work beforehand is important. We try and, we try and get two, three races ahead before we get into a stretch like this of four races, uh, pretty much in a row. Um, so, you know, we went over Pocono as best we could, Gateway as best we could, then with um, Portland and, and Sonoma. And um, we can, you know, we can only do so much of it. Uh, so hopefully it's, it's going to be enough. Pocono, we were a bit short. Um, unfortunately, we just, you know, we didn't have, we didn't have the best speed in, on race day there, but that doesn't mean Gateway can't be great, Portland can't be great, and Sonoma can't be great. So <laughs> hopefully, hopefully we turned it turn the tide a little bit here and, and get going this weekend at, at Gateway, and I think we'll have a great car. I feel, I feel very optimistic for these last three races. So we've, we've put in all the work we can beforehand, and, and I feel pretty confident that, that we're prepared for all, all the weekends back to back. Do you think there's been any one thing that's made the short uh, the short oval package so good this year? I mean, because it was, it was pretty good last year, and then it's, with a new car to be able to carry it over is not the easiest thing to, to pull off. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, it's really difficult for a series to completely nail a new aerodynamic package like we've done this year. And, and for the most part, I think you can, you can confidently say 80 or 90% of the events that we go through this year, it's been a perfect new aero package. Now, I think we, we need some improvement on the super speedways. There's, there's, you know, you can't run from that. I think we need to be a little bit better, but the short oval package, like you just said, has been really, really good. And I think it's really just down to the configuration of the wings, the downforce levels, uh, you know, the work that Firestone's done with the tires. I mean, everything IndyCar has done is just, it's, it's really worked out. Um, if you look specifically at the short oval race, it's just that, that degradation that you've got at, uh, at Phoenix and at Iowa, um, where everyone's really, really slowing up, you know, two, three seconds off of lap time over a race stint has, has, I think, made the difference for guys, you know, being able to pass and, and, uh, you know, also taking away all the yellows. I mean, because you're going, you know, quite a bit slower over a race than as the tires wear out, you seem to have a lot more control of the car. You know, it's much more difficult to drive, but you also have a lot more warning for what the car is doing because we're bringing the corner speeds down. So just that lack of cornering speed as the tires wear out, I think, creates passing opportunities and it creates more control for the driver in the race car. Cool. Thanks so much. Yeah, don't worry, man. Our next question comes from Ben Johnson from Paddock Eye. Hey, Joseph. How you doing, buddy? Hey, good, man. How are you? I'm good, thanks, man. Um, firstly, I've got two questions for you, man. First one is, um, how do you expect the new Arrow kit to perform this weekend? Um, 
given that, you know, you've never run it at Gateway before. And also you're going to be running at night, so the track temperatures are going to be cooler. Um, and then my second question is, how do you think you're going to perform in Pokin- or in Portland, obviously, as it's a new venue? Well, I'm excited for both. You know, I, I don't have uh, a bunch of information on Gateway. We've not been there, so we have we have no data to look at. We've got nothing to go off of, really. Um, I got to I got to hope that it's going to be like Phoenix. You know, Phoenix to me was an improved show. Um, you know, maybe it wasn't perfect, but I think it was much better than the year before. Uh, there was a big tire drop off. You know, even at, at nighttime because that's a nighttime race too. So I'm hoping it's going to race like like Phoenix. Um, but I don't know yet. You know, we've not been there, so I can't give you a strong answer. Um, and then for Portland, I'm just really excited for a new track. It's been some years since I've got to go to a new racetrack, and um, you know, I always love that challenge of having to figure it out really quickly. And, and everyone's gonna, you know, everyone's gonna be on their <laughs> on top of their toes trying to figure out the, the track as quickly as possible. So uh, that that to me is is a fun challenge, and uh, one I think we're pretty ready for. You know, we've been doing as much research about the place as possible, and I think we're you know, as prepared as we can be without actually testing there. All right. Great stuff. Thanks very much, Joseph, and best of luck this weekend. No worries. Thank you. Our next question comes from Jerry Bonkowski from NBC Sports. Good afternoon, Joseph. Um, you know, with you and Will, where you're at in the standings right now, is this going to become a totally different ball game in terms of strategy for you two guys as opposed to the strategy that Dixon and, and um, uh, Rossi have to go, because they're more, I would think they're more in a protective mode, whereas you guys have a more of a, you can be more freewheeling and take more chances. I, am I correct in, that, in uh, surmising that? Yeah, I mean, I would say you are. I mean, for me, I've always just liked to be in the attack mode. You know, last year I think we were we were pretty aggressive, even when we were down in the championship, and then when we got in the lead, we were very aggressive. Um, you know, we kind of just stayed on it. So, you know, my my approach hasn't really been different. It's just, you know, we've had we've had too many races where they just haven't they haven't materialized like last year, you know, where we got this uh this final stretch of the season and, and they uh they really came together a couple of them and, and so far, you know, this year they haven't towards the end of the, the year. You know, we kinda of finished fourth, fourth and then fifth at at Pocono. So we've kind of been in there but um and certainly been in, you know, close range to winning but they just haven't fully, fully materialized. So I think, yeah, we're going to be attacking. You know, I think if we were in the lead, though, we'd be attacking too. That's always my preferred way to go about it. But um, yeah, I think if you look at those guys, I think Dixon and Dixon particularly, he's probably going to be more safe uh, and conventional in the way he runs. He's probably going to be running more conservative. But I don't think you'll get that from a guy like Rossi. I think those guys will try and attack us as much as Will and he will. Okay, great. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. No worries, thanks. Our next question comes from Eric Smith with Race Review Online. Hey, Joseph. How's it going? Good, man. How you doing? Good, thanks. Hey, with uh, with where you sit in the standings, a little over 60 points out, and how strong you've been on short ovals this year, is this... Is this kind of like a must-win this weekend, especially since Dixon hasn't scored a podium yet on a short oval race this year? And as you kind of alluded to, you might be a little more conservative. Is this is this the the, the race you kind of have the the circle next to that this is a, a kind of a must-win situation for you? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I I think it's a 
one that we'd like to win. You know, if we finish second and Dixon finishes tenth, it's still a great day. So it's not a race we have to win, but you know, we we I think it'd be nice to win all all three races here to the end. I think Sonoma's more of a Sonoma's more of a kind of must win situation. You know, that that gives you the best chance to to make up the most ground, and you probably look at that race more like that. But I don't think I don't think Gateway's a must win. I think we need to be on the podium. We need to be up front. Um, you know, and as long as we're in those first couple spots, that'll be really good for us. And what are your thoughts on, as far as the start of the races have gone the last couple of weeks? You saw, obviously, what happened in mid-Ohio with, uh, with, uh, Rossi starting the race off. And then, um, last weekend, obviously, at Pocono, last year, we saw two crashes right at the start in Gateway. Do you have to be on your toes a little bit more now, do you think, this weekend? And, and maybe, maybe on, more on top of the wheel? especially with your stating and the points that you, you can't afford to get involved in maybe somebody else's mess? Yeah, I mean, hopefully, you know, everyone's, uh, you know, everyone's learned how to, <laughs> how to take care of each other on the starts because, you know, it's the worst time to wreck is right, right off the bat. You know, it's, it's a long race. Um, every time you go into it, every race you do is a long race. So, you know, there's no reason to wreck right on the start. I think, you know, mid-Ohio and Pocono were two different cases. Um, so it's, it's hard to compare, but, you know, even with a couple different examples, hopefully people, and, and I mean collectively, the whole group, the whole field will, will look at that and, um, you know, try and make it through a little bit better in Gateway. I mean, for the most part, we've had clean starts the whole year, so it's really just been these last couple races where some issues have cropped up. Is that more of the drivers to kind of, as you said, kind of the police yourselves at that point rather than somebody in the series jumping in and telling you guys to calm down a little bit? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, you know, we all kind of have to take care of each other. Everyone's responsible for their own car. It's, you know, it's easy to say that uh, now. I mean, it's, it's hard, you know, in, in the driver's seat, uh, you know, an accordion effect, uh, wherever it's originating, whether it's from the front or from the middle of the field, it can, it can create lots of problems um, that, that are difficult to avoid sometimes, even when it's not your fault. So, you know, I think we just all need to take care of each other a little bit better and, and um, you know, we won't cause we won't cause issues for each other. So it's, you know, easier said than done sometimes. Sure. Thanks, Joseph. Good luck this weekend, man. Thank you. And once again, for any questions, that is star, then one. Our next question comes from Bill Sessa from the Napa Valley Register. Hello, Joseph. Hey, uh, you just said something that, that sort of piqued my interest. Sonoma is a must-win. Uh, with Sonoma being this, the last race and also a double points race, where do you realistically think you need to be to make up for that five race bad stretch in order to make a run at Sonoma? Uh, it's hard to say. I mean, I could be 60 points out at Sonoma and, you know, or heck, we could be 70 points out at Sonoma. We could still win the championship. You know, just, it just depends on, you know, what kind of crazy situation unfolds there. I, I, I think ideally you'd like to be within 15 points at Sonoma or 17 points. And then the race is in your control. If you win the race, you win the championship. That's, you know, that's really the ideal situation. Um, but you know, if we can just, if we can chip away and get closer and reduce that gap down to 30 or 40 points, then I think that puts us in a much, much better position to try and seal things up at Sonoma. So it's, it's hard to put an exact figure on it, um, because there's so many points available in that race. Um, but you know, within yeah, within fifteen or twenty points would be ideal. Okay. And now, last year was the first year there with the new car. 
you have one more test session there just before that race weekend. Uh, by now, have you guys pretty much figured out what you need at Sonoma with the new car, or is this extra test day critical for you? Uh, well, we have last year's race there was with the old car still, so we we haven't raced there with the new car yet. Um, but uh, we did do we did do a test in February with the new car um, this year, so we've, we've got a little bit of seat time with with the new car around there. I think the test will definitely be beneficial for us. It'll be very helpful um, to get more mileage just because we've not run race running around there with the new car. So I think you know being able to do that outside of the race weekend will be very beneficial and, and so whoever's gonna be there is is for sure gonna, you know, have a bit of uh hopefully an advantage. It doesn't always work out, but we're hoping it gives us a little bit of an advantage for the the race weekend. Okay. And one last question. How important is it to you to repeat as champion? Well, you know, I thought about it a bit. It's you know, I'd love to. I'd it'd be great for us if we can we could go back to back this year, but you know, if it doesn't materialize then then it doesn't, you know, and we'll try and be a little bit better next year. Um, you know, it's, it's certainly about stringing together a, a full season, you know, to win a championship. That's what you got to do, and and uh, hopefully we still get it done. That's 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 the big thing if we're able to do that. But but if we don't, you know, we won't hang our heads too much. We'll, we'll try and finish. I mean, essentially, we'll try and finish as strong as possible. If we finish, you know, with three wins and, and, and to finish the year and, still, and finish second in the championship, then. Look, that's what we could do, and that's what we made happen. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's important. You try and win every race you go to. You try and win every championship. But if it doesn't work out, then we'll just uh, we'll, we'll put our heads down and try and make it happen the next year. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, man. We have no further questions. I will now turn the call back to Mark Robinson for closing remarks. Thank you very much, Maddie. And we'd like to thank uh, Joseph for participating in today's media teleconference and thank the media for calling in to, to attend as well. Uh, just a reminder that this teleconference will be available on a digital tape replay approximately one hour after the conclusion of the call. To access the system, participants need to dial 888-843-7419 or calling internationally, plus one, 630 Six five two three zero four two, and enter the passcode four 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 one six five six two hashtag. Also, a full transcript of the teleconference will be available in again approximately one hour after the conclusion of the call on the IndyCar Media website, which is media.indycar.com. Again, Joseph, thank you very much for participating today, and best of luck this weekend. Thank you, guys. All the best. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. This concludes today's conference. Thank you for participating. You may now disconnect.